morning. Good game report. Happy Saturday. Hope you guys are getting set up for a great weekend. We're here right now to ensure that happens for you. Got a very special day today. Got a special guest in here going to uh, to bring some knowledge and share, share a little bit about himself uh, into the community this morning. I'm glad you guys are here. If you're here watching on Twitch live, appreciate you if you if you had to take the day off because you're uh, out there in the wild um, dealing with the weekend adulting. You know, we understand that too. Catch us on. We appreciate you watching on YouTube later in the week or downloading wherever you download your podcasts and, and maybe listening while you're on your lunch break or whatnot. So week 12 is here. Here we are. Optimus, what's going on, brother? How was this week? How the heck are you? I'm great. I have uh, accomplished some things this week. Um, rearranged the room as always because, you know, being a collector and things like that, my room is constantly getting rearranged with, the, with more inventory that I bring in and stuff like that. So I've had a pretty, I've had a pretty good normal, normal week, I should say. Seems How about right. you? Seems right. Uh, Mr. Un- Mr. Mr. Unopening, Mr. Box Opening Man now. Everything, wait. every day, Bugatti's opening up a new box. Since I've moved to morning streaming, the U.S. mail usually gets to my house around 9.30. I usually conclude my streams about 10.15. So we go to a B-Ride back screen. I go check the mailbox. If there's something in there, we bring it back. We open it up on stream. It's easy as that. But uh, YouTube kicked my butt this week, by the way. Uh, you know, I typically put out five or six shorts, and that's been hot lately. And uh, I might have got 50 or 60 views on my first four shorts of the week. And I was just like, oh, my goodness, what did I do wrong? I didn't do anything wrong. It just is just what it, it is, what it is. So last YouTube. night we had a couple of pop out. Uh, yeah, YouTube, right? You never you can never explain it. Got a couple to pop up to 800 or so views um, late last night, early this morning. So it's been kind of a roller coaster for me. Um, but we'll talk about more to you, about YouTube shorts and the Good Game Report channel here after a bit. Um, Tom, let's let's go ahead and start with the GGR updates. Uh, I feel like you have something to say about what's happened on Monday this week. I do. So Mondays are always the Geek Corner stream with uh, Matt's Geek Corner and Peter Bite. Except this week, there will be no Matt's Geek Corner. Mm. It'll be yours truly, Optimus Magnum here with Peter Bite. And we're going to do some co-op action. We're going to play some co-op games probably on the... We're going to play co-op NES games. Uh, we're going to do that on the Switch. Um, so, you know, all you people out there who freak out when you play NES games on emulators, it's on the Switch. <laughs> <laughs> But we're going to have some fun, Pete and I. We don't know where we're playing exactly yet, but there's a lot of co-op games you can play on the Switch, and we're going to do that. So we're going to have some fun. And then, of course, there's uh, Raid Night. Raid Night is on Tuesdays. Usually it's 10 p.m. Eastern Standard Time as of late. It used to be a different time, but right now it's that time. So it's kind of like to be determined. Keep an eye out on on the GGR Discord for what times it'll be. Right now it's at 10 p.m. Eastern Time. And it's, of course, with Myo, Myo, Myogenics and uh, Toodles McBooty. And last week, we raided Ellie Shadowwood, and she was wild. <laughs> I will say that. I she was absolutely wild. Yes. Understatement there, yeah. Yes, she was awesome. She was, like, one of the most, one of the best ones we've ever raided, especially from the week before when we raided somebody, and they just, like, 
left right before we raided them right. um coming from that you know to this week and she just brought all the energy it was such a great time we had a great time in the chat and everything so pay attention on tuesdays as we raid people it's for the community it's always for the greater good you know we invite people to our community as well and we get to know new streamers we get to know new people and new people to game with and it's just it's building that community up and just having fun that's what gaming's all about absolutely and uh, last week, if you if you tuned in, you got to actually see Toodle McBooty work the booty in real time. Yes, actually, he did. He actually did. stood up in front of the camera and showed us how he flexes it. This yep. is a family show here, so we're not going to show that here. Uh, but if you want to watch <laughs> Raid Night, there's a high probability you will see booty flexes going on. Just, just going to throw that out there. All right. Uh, week 67 is out. Good game report. Top 10 has been fully released. You know, we went over into shorts form. This is our second full week where we do 10 and 9 on Monday, 8 and 7 on Tuesday, and so on. And culminated with 1 and 2 yesterday. Um, had some great, great clips this week. Um, encourage you guys to continue to submit those in the weekly top 10 channel here in the Discord. We want to feature you. They're getting a lot more views than the old video did. If you can imagine that, shorts being a hot thing. What? Yes. <laughs> a hot thing and it's going pretty well i think the first one out of the shoot 10 and 9 got almost 900 views just itself and the other ones are cooking out as we speak uh but also appreciate your support in there too uh go out there and check it out you know it's a way to support the community the good game report youtube channel um please stop in there comment if you don't like it then don't like it if you like it like it but throw some comments in there give you know talk some trash if you need to what whatever any anything's really good in there any kind of interaction so we appreciate that we've also been putting some part of the noobs um shorts out last two weeks as well they've done pretty well we'll take snippets of the show and kind of cut them down um where there are key points in the show maybe and put those out of shorts during the week we put uh, five out this week so appreciate your support with those as well um a new development this last week We've got Twitch Takeover starting on the Good Game Report Twitch channel. Uh, the None other than the Rebel Warwick took over on Thursday. Would have been evening time for him across the pond. It was afternoon for us. Played some Pokemon Unite. He uh, he was a little upset with some of his rando players until Lord Taylor came in there and bailed him out and he had a teammate. Uh, but it was, it was pretty interesting for a while. We always like to see Rebel on stream. Um, he did a great job. I followed up the next morning on Friday. Um, so we're going to have some GGR team members popping in there um, and taking over the Good Game Report channel from time to time and streaming on the Good Game Report platform on Twitch instead of their own. So uh, going to have more scheduling coming out around that. We're going to have some graphics that we're working on to make that better visible for you in the community uh, so that you can also see that and know when to expect uh, folks on the Good Game Report channel um, on Twitch as well. And that's all for the, the good game report updates right now. So basically what we're going to do next is we're going to get right into it. This is the meat and potatoes today. This is, this is the big event we've been talking about. Um, we've been building him up. Caps here to talk with us today. Caps, uh, I'll let him to, uh, introduce himself, of course, but uh, friend of Tony's in the YouTube world. Been uh, getting to know him a little bit more this morning. And uh, been checking out his videos this week. Got uh, got a, quite a nice YouTube channel out there. Uh, Cap's live on the screen with us. Cap, how are you? Good morning. Good morning. Glad to be here. How are you guys doing? We are great, man. It's good to have you. We're above. You. We're Thank above you. dirt. That's always good, right? 
<laughs> it's a good way to start, at least. Yeah. Yeah, tell us a little about yourself, Cap. How you started right. and stuff. Well, I started doing the YouTube stuff back in 2010. It was just, um, I was really into watching like Call of Duty back then. And I was like, you know, this is actually kind of fun. Talked to my wife. I was like, you know, this might be kind of a fun hobby just to record some stuff and throw it up there. And more or less, it just kind of started because I was really into Minecraft back then. That's what I started my channel with. And I didn't really have a good way to show my friends the houses I was building, the stuff like that. There wasn't an easy way to do that. And so I was like, well, I could just like do a quick video tour and upload it to the channel and show you guys what it looks like. And it kind of took off. And so somebody was like, hey, how did you do that thing in your house? I was like, well, I'll do a quick tutorial on that. And that blew up and um, went viral for back in the day. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of fun. Wow. Okay. Right. Let's just keep it going here. And then it just, it kind of snowballed from there. And I started having some early success and it's like, well, this may be a way to turn into a small business one day if we keep it going. And fortunately it has. Very well. yeah. yeah. I remember you. Um, for the Call of Duty videos and stuff like that, I remember you used to, <laughs> I used to do them, and I remember you used to run with, uh, I think it was Thunder. Yeah, I played with Thunder quite a bit back in the early days, and uh, yeah. Loyal Patriot, and yep. Only Use Me Blade, you know, some Tabe, some of those yeah. big, bigger names back then. Yep. The glory days of Call of Duty YouTube. <laughs> yes, yes, that's when that's when we were playing a lot of Modern Warfare Two. A lot of uh, yeah. a lot of Black Ops, yeah. the original. That that was the uh, the fun times. That times. those, yeah, absolutely. That was the great times there. After yep. Black Ops Two, it kind of started leveling off a little bit. But prior to that, it was, yep. and also something back in those days is not everybody and their dog had a capture card. So if you were putting videos on YouTube, you'd put some effort into getting them there. Not like I don't know what was it, Black Ops Three or Two or Three, whatever. They had like the built-in studios where you could yeah. edit and all that stuff within the game itself, and just straight upload YouTube. It's like, okay, well now everybody can do this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I remember those days. There was that. That's when the videos really started coming out and different kind of edits and everything. You saw mm -hmm. a lot of dolphin diving. Yeah, <laughs> and all that stuff. Yeah, that was that was the that was the Call of Duty heyday back then. Yeah, the glory days. I'm going to get into some questions with you. What, right. what is the first video game you remember playing? Pong. No, no, I'm sorry. Not Pong. Pitfall on the original Atari. Back in the day, mm. I think I was probably four, three or four. And uh, I had like a friend that had one or a friend of a friend had one or something. I sat down and played it. And of course, the original joystick with the one button. And I was just like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. And then it was Tank Wars and Pong and Qbert and... All those other games, and that's what got me hooked. Yeah, that's that's those are those those classics. I still have them. The classics. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Well, you kind of answered a little bit of this, and then how you you know started the YouTube channel or whatnot. But uh, you know, what would you want to actually be a content creator? What 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 gives you that that sauce? Like, hey, I you know, you talked about how how it kind of blew up, and you didn't expect that to happen, right? And you're like, hmm. This might be something, but uh, what what drives you to continue doing that today? Because your YouTube channel, it's still having lots of videos posted. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've always had a a penchant for, I guess, creation. Um, whether it was early days, I was into like drawing, and then after college, I got really into doing programming. So I'd do software, whether it was just stupid little utilities or for de mm -hmm. full desktop things, and release those into the wild. And I don't know. I guess I've always had that 
fascination with creating something and releasing it into the wild and seeing what that feedback is. And then something like this came along. I'm like, okay, well, making videos is not easy, but it's not nearly as hard as like programming. So I can put it out there and I can almost see immediate feedback. And it just became kind of fun. And so the creation process is what's fun. And then, of course, being able to see that follow-up reward, you know, to put out a video and to see it gets a lot of views. It's like, all right, man, I did something really good. And it just kind of like spurs you on to do the next thing. And so as long as the feedback is still there, the creative process is a lot of fun. But as with anybody who's been doing it for a long time, you go through lulls where sometimes it's just you hit a spot in life where it's just like nothing I seem to do works anymore and then right. it's like okay let's sit down and reevaluate let's try some new things since you know we got we got kind of a clean slate we can mix it up try some new games try some new formats try something new entirely and see what sticks this time and so it's the creative process of starting and finishing a project and then releasing it to the wild i guess is what makes it fun for me appreciate you sharing that uh, there, there are lulls in youtube as well yep yeah like yeah. i I was nails on chalkboard this first two, three days of this week. I think you heard me in the opening. Like, I was like, what would, what I do? What was wrong? Yeah. The tags were still good. I got a good SEO score. I know it's going to be put out in front of people. I've got a lot of views to start with, like, and then just falls. So important for you to know out there um, in the chat. And if you're watching this video later, then this guy's been doing it since 2010. There's going to be mm -hmm. times you have to reinvent yourself or do something a little bit different on the tube. He just told you. Um, so power through those those lulls uh, that you have out there because life happens and sometimes you're not in control of that so yeah yeah, yeah cap's yeah. a really good influence for that because i remember him from way back like i i remember him way back and and the different ups and downs he had i've seen his channel grow drop grow drop grow drop and then all throughout the whole time dude just kept grinding always kept grinding now i don't think he've ever he's ever given up he just kept pushing content out no matter what, even revamped himself with different games and different stuff that he plays and stuff like that. And even and then to he took that to now to streaming, like he's just Cap's one of those guys that just he just never gave up, just always kept on going. Yeah, thank you, thank you very much. There were times, you know, honestly, when I thought about, he was like, well, maybe this just isn't worth the time anymore. I'm putting all this effort into the videos, and it takes so long to play these new games and record them, and not really sticking and. You know, I talked to my wife a few times, like, I may just kind of stop with this, you know, like a couple extra bucks every month is nice to have, but it's like, is it worth all the extra time staying up really late? And like, but I'm enjoying it. I don't want to quit. It's a hobby. It's like a sport of some sort or whatever. It's like, just because you're having a bad week doesn't mean you stop playing golf forever. Just right. It's that like, one shot you make in one 18 holes, 18 holes. You might hit one shot and it'll automatically make sure you're going to play another round because you remember absolutely. that one shot, right? Exactly. It was like, I shot 120 today, but that one shot was really good. <laughs> right. Absolutely. Yep. And yeah, that's, I try to tell that with anybody who's asking me for advice. I was like, when you start off, it's going to be a grind. When you finally get success, it's going to be a grind and you're going to hit some lulls and you got to either keep grinding or give it up. It's your only options. Right. Yes, sir. All right. Who were your influences? If there are any from like the gaming scene? Oh, absolutely. When I first started off, I was really into watching, like I said, Call of Duty is what really got me into the idea of making videos. But C-Nanners was probably one of the biggest names in yep. personality. It just, he was just very humble, very easygoing, basically. And he wasn't over the top dramatic. And he was just, he was good at the games, but he made good videos. And I was like, that's some, if I was going to emulate somebody, I would probably say C-Nanners very early on. 
And then just for some of that extra splash and panache, you had Tabes and you had uh, Mr. Phantasmo. Was that his name? Yep, yep. Yeah. Uh, watched him back in the day. It was just like, oh, man, every time I'd watch some of these Call of Duty players back in the day, I was like, oh, really like the editing they did there. That's really cool. I didn't even know you could do that. That's a, I'll store that away for later. Maybe I can do something like that in Minecraft or whatever. And and yeah, Scene Anders is what really probably kicked me off to doing um, my spark of inspiration for how to do videos, I guess. Yeah, Scene Anders, that's a legend. Yeah, yeah. I don't even know what Scene Anders is doing nowadays. He disappeared for a couple years. I know him and his wife like bought an Airstream trailer and just disappeared off the grid for like two and a half, three years or something. Wouldn't that be I, nice? Yeah, and I saw, I think it was earlier this year or last year, he resurged and got into doing some of the occasional streaming. He pops up on Twitter once in a while, but it was one wow. of those when he popped back, it's just like, oh my God, I almost forgot you existed. Where did you go, yeah, man? Yeah, a lot he of these like, guys, I forgot they existed till you mentioned them. I'm like, whoa, I forgot about Tabes. Yeah, Tabes. Yeah. Yeah, to the face, to the face. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Very cool. So Tony shares with me that uh, you have a son. Is that correct? Is Tony yes. lying or you have a son? I do have a son. He'll be 13 next month, actually. So this next question is about your son. Wow. Okay. What's it like playing games and sharing that joy? You know, you grew up around some of these games, right? He's come in obviously a little later in the gaming world. What's it like sharing those games with him? I, I love it because I get to revisit my childhood, um, whether it's games or Legos, G.I. Joe's, whatever like that. It's like something I really enjoyed. It's almost like I get to step back into right where I left off way back then and be like, hey, I have a whole new world I need to open up to you and you're going to love it. And <laughs> and uh, for some of those games now with the way technology is, I can sit here at my computer and he can sit at his and we can play cooperatively. It's just, it's really, really cool to be able to, I guess, kind of like time travel. I'm like, oh, dude, I got to show you mm -hmm. something. This was so cool 30 years ago. I hope it's still cool to you. <laughs> but yeah, there's that... That feeling of, I hope he doesn't see this as being really lame, because this was awesome back in the early 90s. Right, yes. there's that fear yeah. in your gut, like, oh, man, I hope he doesn't dislike this. Right, I mean, yeah. when your first games nowadays are in 1080p, 4K, really HD visuals and a full 3D world, you can drive around in GTA and stuff, and it's like, I need to show you Mario Kart. Just do original <laughs> Mario Kart. Like, wow, this is pretty lame. The map's flat. You only have four characters to pick from. I was like, shut up, man. <laughs> yeah. Do you secretly, I have a question. Do you secretly like buy things for like your son and like tell your wife, yeah, it's for him, but really you buy it for you to play with him because you want to play with the things? Well, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. So, <laughs> like action figures and cars. Yes. And, uh, Hot Wheels, Micro Machines, all this. There you go. Which all the it's cool seeing a lot of that stuff is either a still around or b that they're bringing it back after all these years. It's it's a lot of fun to see. Like they have Micro Machines still. Like oh man, I remember those commercials having yep. hundreds of those tiny little things around. And they're back again. So yeah, absolutely. It was just like hey, you'll enjoy this, but if you don't, I'm gonna play with it by myself. <laughs> <laughs> You never have to fully grow up. You just get old. Yeah. yeah. So if you were only able to play one video game for the rest of your life, and it was going to be a hard one, what would it be and why? Only one for the rest of my life. Man. God, I would definitely go old school, probably like an old Final Fantasy. 
Final Fantasy 2, Final Fantasy 3, back on the old SNES days, those games captivated my life for so many hours back then, and I can still easily jump into them and feel like it's the first time. It doesn't matter how many times I beat them. They're just, I don't know, the story behind them, the simplicity of the sprites around the game, and I, I, I don't know. Those would probably be the ones that I could start over any time and be like, I'm still having fun with this. 30 years later, it's still fun to start a brand new game. Just you hear that first opening tune, which is like, ah, oh, this is where I belong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very I was cool. gonna, I was gonna guess Minecraft just because I don't know you that well. It was like something. Yeah, I was gonna guess Minecraft. The too. test of time, right? That, that one's yeah. popped into my head, but I was like, after a while, you get to a point in the game, it's like there's not much else I can do with this particular game. I'm either gonna have to start a brand new one. Or right. just keep dorking around on this one. But like the Final Fantasy is like, ah, 40, 50 hours into the game, and I still got plenty to do. Right. So it's a great time consumer for sure. Yeah, it is. All right. Moving on here. Um, this is a different question. Tell us about something that you're just absolutely obsessed with right now. Something I'm obsessed with right now. What's got to your attention? What do you just you, you think about it all? You know, multiple times a week. What is that thing? Um, it's gonna sound a little strange, especially for the older generation here. But I've accidentally got obsessed with watching TikTok videos. <laughs> My son's been really into it, and I'd watch some with him. And um, it was just one of those, just like you know, everybody keeps telling me that if you're going to grow as a creator, you got to diversify on multiple platforms. And I was like, you know, I, I should probably start putting some stuff on TikTok. So I was like, I, some of these shorts that I'm uploading to YouTube and Instagram, I could put over there, maybe get a little bit of one. But then I'll catch myself just scrolling through the recommended feed. I'm just like, oh, mm-hmm. that's interesting. It's like, oh, I didn't know you could do that with woodworking. And oh, wow, check out this thing this plumber did and some stupid viral video. And I look up, I'm like, wow, two hours is gone. Crap, I need to go to bed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's a wild crap. TikTok crazy. is dangerous. Yes. It's so dangerous because there's so many... Like you just pointed out, there's so many real life things and, you know, life hacks, DIY stuff, you know, you name it, that are really practical to watch on there, too. It's not just uh, kids making crazy videos to get views and and maybe video games and stuff. There's practical stuff out there, too. So I get lost sometimes, too. I'm I'm also raising my hand. I'm also guilty of this. Uh, I've been trying to not post on TikTok lately because I don't want to get in there and get trapped because I know if I get in that feed. I'll look up an hour or two later and be like, where'd the time go? <laughs> I do that far too often lately. It's like, I'll, I'll just check TikTok for a few minutes and I'm going to read a little bit before bed. And then I glance mm-hmm. up and like, oh, I should have gone to bed an hour and a half ago. <laughs> so that, that's that been my latest obsession, basically, is just mostly because I'm still new to it. I've only been doing it, you know, as far as like uploading things to it for like a week and a half, two weeks, maybe. But you. as far as diving into the rest of the world, it's like, I feel like there's so much I need to see. and There's not enough time to see it all. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. What is something that is considered popular now that annoys you? Oh, something that's popular now that annoys me, man. Well, right this second, it's, it's hard to know for certain, but I can say just going back a little ways, the Fortnite dancing, because my son was really into <laughs> it. <laughs> And he was he was always trying to learn whatever new dance they added to the game that him and his friends would do that. We'd be standing in line at the store and look over and he's over there flossing or whatever. It's like, oh, oh my God, goodness. Can, we, can we not? It just drove me nuts. 
Right this very <laughs> second, I can't think of anything, but that was the last thing I remember. That was like, quit flossing in line. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was bad I was not is, a fan of the floss. No, what's bad is I've always been one to kind of have like a, an idle dance myself. I'm kind of standing there, I kind of just, you know, got a song on my head or whatever. And then I watch my son doing that. And I'm like, oh, shoot, now I'm flossing. Great. <laughs> <laughs> That's very fair. Very fair. If you could change one thing on YouTube, it's going to make you the, you know, the president, the CEO of that company for a day. And I say you can change one thing. What would you do? And why would you make that change? Um, I think I would probably try to take YouTube back to the way it used to be when it comes to what subscribers actually mean. Because on the platform now, your subscriber number means nothing. It's still milestones that they hold you accountable for, but mm. it doesn't mean anything anymore. Because you subscribe to a channel, but if you don't watch two videos, then all of a sudden YouTube stops sending you new video requests or new updates saying, hey, by the way, they uploaded or they went live or they got a new short out. It's just like, oh, I subscribe. And then I'll have people like, oh, I forgot you even upload. I thought you stopped uploading for the last month. I hadn't seen anything about it. It's like, so I think I would probably say if you're subscribed, the videos you're subscribed to, the channels are going to be priority in your listing of recommendations. If you don't want to watch them anymore, unsubscribe we will pop up and say hey you haven't watched a video from this channel in the last month do you want to unsubscribe just that way it actually matters again on trying to because you're trying to build a community on youtube it's having the the random people show up is nice for sure if they can turn into regular viewers but your return viewers are the important ones they need to be shown priority when you upload or go live or whatever it is and right now it's just like well here's a whole lot of other stuff that you might be interested in that you've never seen before, but all the stuff that you know you like, yeah, we're going to hide that over here. So what I hear you saying is when you log into YouTube, whether that be on your PC or from the mobile app, you want to see your people up on the front. You don't want to see them cramming all other kinds of stuff in front of you, right? You want to be able to right. prioritize who you're subscribed to so you can see those folks when those videos pop up. Um, is that is that kind of more what kind yeah. of the capsule? Yeah, because back in the day when you went to the homepage, you're, it did list the channels you were subscribed to. That's how it was organized, and it was organized, you know, chron uh, chron chronologically. Sorry, I forgot yeah. the word. Yeah. And now you go to the homepage, it's all the recommendations, it's what's trending for the day, blah, blah. I was like, oh, I have to click yet another button just to see that. And you'd be surprised how many people did not know there is a subscriber tab on YouTube you have to click. It's like, that should be very obvious and easy when you first log in to see that. I agree. I, I'm getting hit with all kinds of weird. They've been pushing their movies, right? They've got the U movies on YouTube now mm -hmm. and they're, yeah. they're, they're making them little thumbnails and they're popping them in between everything. And I'm just trying to check out my boy's stuff. You know, I'm just exactly. trying to catch up with what the newest videos are shorts. They've put out, help support them watching myself. And I'm getting all these suggestions for all this noise EDM music. I don't even listen to EDM music, but for some reason, I've I've apparently hovered over a video or something at some point that makes them think I like EDM music, and it's all over my page when I yeah. In there, so that's one of the other parts that's annoying too is how they choose what they recommend. You watch one video that's way off in left field, and that's all you get. And yeah, it's like I watch <laughs> one Rodney Mullen video, and my feed is nothing besides skateboarding videos. I'm like, I like skateboarding interested in watching it all the time can we go back to some gaming content or accidentally one watch one photography video and 
that's all I get for the next month. Yep. On the opposite side, I watched uh, uh, older friend of Tony's as well, uh, Ronbo Sports. Big 49ers guy, right? Does uh, several live feeds through the week and some other videos. I watched Grant Cohn, which is also a 49ers reporter uh, with Sports Illustrated. And ever since I watched one of his videos, just one, I get so much 49ers stuff all over the front of my page. So I'm actually happy about that as a 49ers fan because I didn't know there was so much stuff out there on YouTube that's in real time for it. So I guess it swings both ways. But I'd agree most of the time it's usually crap they're throwing in front of you, right? Right, right. And every once in a while you'll find a gem. There are channels I have subscribed to and been watching for years just because it accidentally popped up in a recommendation. Mm -hmm. And as a creator, you hope somewhere along the lines you you do the same thing and that you showed up in front of somebody else. Right. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, the way it works a lot of times is the big channels that are already established, the Casey Neistats, the uh, Peter McKinnons, those guys, like they could go two months without uploading a video, just uploading a vlog saying, hey, just wanted to say hi and hope you have a good day. It's like number one on trending and stuff. It's like, while I understand why you have to... <laughs> keep feeding the golden boys a little bit. Like those of us who still grind out three to four a week would like a little love too. Yeah. That's always been my, my issue with YouTube is there's enough to go around for everyone. They always seem to only promote and help the big, the big wigs, the really big wigs. And then the other guys are just left to, you know, crumbs, but like, why not promote the little guys? get them up there and keep it going because it only helps your channel. It only helps YouTube because then yep. you're constantly being viewed by all kinds of people. Tony, yeah. what I hear you saying is it's eerily similar to another platform that both of us dabble in has a purple logo on it. <laughs> what yes. only puts the big guys on the front page, the guys, yeah. the small guys largely and not discoverable unless they do something wild and crazy to get in front of you. This is, this is the industry right now. I just, yeah. Unfortunately, what are people going to wake up? The same thing. They don't, they don't, they haven't figured it out in their mind yet. They haven't figured it out whatsoever that you can get more people to view. Nobody's going to stop viewing. There's, there's mm -hmm. millions of people out there in the world. Billions. Like, they'll stop they're not, <laughs> They'll make you your yeah. money, man. They'll make you your money. You'll get your cut. But yeah. what if you, what if you had a, a million superstars instead of just, uh, 175 you know yeah and in the youtube realm i try more myself to watch and promote the smaller channels i've there's quite a few quote-unquote small youtubers have you know under five thousand, under a thousand subscribers whatever I'm like they make fantastic content because they are <laughs> they're the ones who are still pushing through that learning who they are learning what works sort of thing i'm like you know Watching them go through that journey is a lot more fun. I, there's not too many big channels I actually watch regularly. There's a few here and there, of course, but I the ones I share out the most, the ones I promote, the ones I do collabs with are the much smaller channels. I'm like, you know, I remember being there at one time, and even if I can only get you maybe an extra 10 viewers, that's 10 you didn't have that you definitely deserve. Hey, I'm, me, I'm, I'm at 571. I've been grinding this thing for two years. I'm just man. I just that's that's my focus every week. Is this is the tube? All yeah. I think about is the tube. I stream on Twitch to have fun, but tube is the focus. It's like everything revolves around the tube every week. So, yeah, understand that completely. Yeah, absolutely. Just gonna keep grinding it out, like you said, because eventually you'll you'll learn from your own mistakes and and what you do well. 
Next segment uh, uh, coming up here um, with Cap, we're going to do the rapid fire mailbag. So, Cap, as we uh, break you before the show, we're going to give you some kind of this or that questions. Okay. I want you to pick one of the two. Um, we'll we'll do them kind of quickly, but if you got something that you want to add that maybe uh, adds some different flavor, might get us to laugh a little bit, feel free to. Um, you ready? All right. Yes, sir. All right. First one, vacation or staycation? Staycation. All right. Passenger or driver? Driver. Scotch or whiskey? Whiskey. All right, my man. iOS or Android? Android, for sure. Okay. Cake? or Yeah, Tony's celebrating that one. Cake or pie? Cake. Cake, Ooh. yeah. So would you rather have a mansion in the suburbs or a cabin out in the mountains? Cabin out in the mountains, absolutely. I, just, I like being away from people, hence the staycation. Yes. That'd be awesome. Marvel or DC? That's a good one right there. I'm going to go with Marvel, but I don't dislike DC. That's one of those controversial topics sometimes. You <laughs> tell one person, it's like, oh, I like Marvel more than DC. Hey, how dare you? Those are fighting words. That's <laughs> why I like to put them in there. They're fighting words because it can create some uh, some interesting conversation for sure. Absolutely. And my last one is ocean or lake? Uh, Lake. Right. Yeah. I feel like right. there's less that can kill me in a lake. <laughs> <laughs> Very good point. Very good point. All right. Money or free time? Uh, free time. To think about that one for a second. <laughs> it does. It requires some thought. It does. Money because money, you know. Hamburgers or tacos? Hamburgers. I'm a big hamburger fan. I love tacos. Ooh. Oh, hey, no, start getting spammed in the comments or anything, but <laughs> I I could eat a hamburger every day. Be okay with that. Right on. Sunrise or sunset? Sunset. I'm not a morning person by any stretch of the means. Amen. Thank you. Yes. Olympics or X Games? X Games. Yeah. I nice. I I just like the I like the I like the intensity of the sports. The Olympics, some of those, uh, and not taken away from any Olympians, of course, but some of the events are kind of like boring, I guess would be the thing. Okay, I feel so like with the X boring. Games, it's almost more like your average Joe out there that's been practicing in his driveway versus some cultivated athlete. So you're telling me you'd rather watch somebody on a skateboard shredding through all this crazy stuff than watching horse dancing? Yes, just... <laughs> any time of the day absolutely crushed ice or cubed ice crushed pancake or waffle oh man okay i'm gonna go with waffle on this one i love pancakes but waffles are just convenient they got the little pockets for the syrup mm -hmm. man yes <laughs> yes what if there Start. was what if there was a third option what if i threw french toast in there as well does that Ooh, change it that's oh a, that's a rough one that's man, that's a day to day kind of decision there. I would probably pick French toast over both of those. All right. Star Wars or Star Trek? Oh, God. Uh, I'm going to go Star Wars on this one. I, I think I just like that one a little bit more. I like Star Trek, but I think Star Wars has got a little bit more lore that I appreciate. May hey, the force be with you. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> So I have an off offhanded question I want to ask you, Cap, and it's kind okay. of on the same line of the questions we just had. It's not scripted, but we recently just had a huge discussion in our community, and there was a lot of disagreement one way or the other. So um, I'm not trying to put you in the fire here, but 
you're oblivious to everything we talked about, right? So you're an impartial person here in this in the opinion okay. about this. So we just got done watching the Olympics a couple of weeks ago, right? Uh, just uh -huh. wrapped up in closing ceremonies. Thank goodness they were able, able to actually have them compete. Everybody was able to, you know, they've been training four years. And they got a fifth year. They finally got to get in there and do their thing, right? Finally, yes. So there has been some rumors because, you know, the host country gets to pick some of the events that actually happen at their Olympics. Um, little known fact, but they're standard, standard Olympic events. And then they, they kind of had, they can put, kind of put in some of their own that they want. That's why you'll see some of the sporting events kind of just go, go away and come back into the Olympics. How would you feel if esports of some kind were introduced into Olympics in the future? I would be okay with it, honestly. I don't see it as a negative in any way. Um, there's always going to be the debate of whether it's an actual sport or not, quote unquote. Sure. Like, that's that's an argument that'll never be fully settled, but it is a competition, it is a skill, it does take a lot of work and effort and time to get to that level. And it's a form of entertainment. So I don't see why it couldn't be on one of the biggest stages that's out there. I do not see it as anything besides a positive. I think it could do really, really good. And of course, you know, esports is just getting bigger and bigger every year and adding more and more kinds of competitions they do. It's not just like the top three big shooters and in League of Legends anymore, it's everywhere. So I think they could absolutely just take over if they wanted to. I see the chat scrolling in the corner of my eye right now. I love it. I just, I figured, that, <laughs> I figured it would get lit up over there. I'm not even going to look at it because uh, we're a real time show. But thank you so much for inputting your, uh, your, your, uh, your advice on that, on that, on that question there. I love having your input. Well, thank um, you for asking. Absolutely. Cap, this is the time where we're going to close up uh, your portion of the show. Uh, we're extremely grateful for you popping in, sharing a little bit about yourself, um, giving us some, you know, some some answers, you know, with, with YouTube and stuff, too, on just giving us some encouragement and understanding that it is a grind. You've been doing it for a long time. You've had your ups and downs as well, as Tony mentioned, and uh, basically want to give you a moment right now. Plug away, brother. This is this is your camera. Tell us how we can find you, where we should, what we should go do. That tell us what to do. All right, man. Well, thank you both for having me on here. I've had a great time. You guys are awesome, and you know, wish you the best of success on here as well. Um, yeah, for anybody who's watching that wants to come check me out, um, more prevalent on YouTube than anywhere else. You can find it at you know Cap Zero Zero C P P Zero Zero. Same thing on Twitter. Same handle. That's where I spend most of my time. Um, Discord. If you're looking for the same kind of conversation over there, it's cap nation cap zero zero same thing again and you know would love to have you guys it's cap zero zero pretty much everywhere where it's youtube twitch discord facebook it's kind of just all over the place i'm i'm everywhere and i'm extremely active on any of those so you message me and you'll get a message back i've never been one of those people that don't talk to my audience that actually drives me nuts when i see big youtubers that never respond that's that's not how it works with me so if you message me or leave a comment i'm going to read it and respond so man well there you go guys uh got cap shared a lot with us this morning he just shared how you can get in touch with him i can follow what he's doing i don't see any reason if, if you're building a youtube channel i don't see there's any reason why you wouldn't go check this fella out um he's been Thank in you. it for the long haul um he stood the test of time we know that it's so, such a tough thing and it's such a tough platform to do that on um, mm -hmm. I know that I'll be uh, more interacting with Cap going forward. I've already been checking out some videos. So um, 
hearing all that, I'll probably pop into the Discord myself, and uh, I will, I'll try not to be a nuisance cat, but uh, but I'll, I'll definitely be around going forward too because I I feel like there's a lot I can learn from just uh, watching what you're doing. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate that, man. Tony, any closing words for Cap before we turn him loose? Oh, thank you for being on, man. I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for inviting me. I really do appreciate it, man. It's, it's been an honor to be here. Well, thank you. Thank you, sir. Enjoy your weekend and have a great Saturday. Y'all do the same. Thank you again. All right. So for gaming news, this is where it gets juicy. It gets juicy. So a few weeks ago, we talked about that uh, Mario 64 game that sold for $1.6 million. Remember that? Remember, I had an interesting conspiracy theory on that. Mm -hmm. And we don't do conspiracy theories here. But I had a conspiracy theory about it. And I was talking about how it just seemed fishy that that game, Uncommon Game, sealed, sold for that much money. Lo and behold, a viral video came out this week by Carl Jost. Jost. Hopefully I said his name right. He does an amazing job of exposing Water Games and Heritage Auctions, who are hand-in-hand in this, basically trying to use their platform to drive up prices of games, essentially helping their own businesses and profiting off of it. Basically, they were taking games, and they won't release who buys the game at their auction. <laughs> like They won't say who it was, but this guy does some really good investigative reporting. Come to find out, a lot of them are all in cahoots, basically. They're all together, and... It just so happens to be coincidence that they're all together. It just so happens to be coincidence that they all did it together years ago with, with uh, trading cards. And they got fined $1.6 How funny is that? $1.6 million for doing that. And basically, they're doing it again, but this time with video games. And they're trying to make it so they're getting free advertisement. Like I said before, you put this out there, something sells for $1.6 million, the media is going to catch a hold of it. YouTubers are going to catch a hold of it. Anybody with a social media high platform is going to catch a hold of it and just basically talk about it. That gets everybody wanting to send in games to WADA. WADA makes money grading the games. Heritage money, Heritage makes a commission off of selling it, and it goes hand in hand. And that's what they're trying to do. They're trying to drive up the prices of games so that they can benefit off of you sending your game in and, and paying them $100 to grade it. So I, I, I'm... I, I don't want to say I told you so, but I told you so. That's all I'm going to say. Let me interject here and say a couple of weeks ago, the man next to me was sniffing around on like, all right. And we were talking about, all right, we don't wear tinfoil hats on this show. But he was <laughs> right on in his prediction of a conspiracy here because it's just so ludicrous. But even just four or five years ago, Super Mario Brothers goes for 30 grand at auction. And now it goes for 2 million. What? No. Yeah. Definitely something fishy in the water here. Yeah. Nice job by Carl Jobs doing the research. Uh, this is a 55 minute, uh, I believe, YouTube video. Um, and if you're interested in watching it and you want to know more about the insides and the guts of this thing, well worth a watch on YouTube. Oh, yeah. It's a 55 Every minute, minute video with uh, five, six ads that run during it. And I, I just powered through the whole thing. I mean, I didn't have to power through it, I was just, it was just sucked into the screen. We've yep. been talking about this, and we've been talking about how bad this is. 
how this affects the, the gaming industry, the retro collectors, the people that want to connect with their past, like Cap was just saying, you know, want to play those games, share them with their son, maybe, or, you know, a nephew like me or something like that. And these guys have completely manufactured an environment that takes everything out of, out of kilter. It was the coin market back in the 80s. It was comics in the 90s. You know, uh, there was probably some of that with, uh, I don't know if these guys did it, but trading cards, you know, baseball cards, stuff like that. Yep. Tried, tried and tested over time and used some very good examples in this video. He kind of takes it back. He takes it really old school here. So you got to accept, accept the concept and it's nothing current day. But do you know that there was a run on tulips way back when? Mm. Tulips, right? We're talking about flowers, you know? They come in lots of different colors. There was a run on tulips. I can't remember the actual years from the video in my head because I'm a boomer and I've slept since then. I'm wanting to say, you know, oh, shoot, I can't even say. I'm not going to say it. Watch the video. It's, the, it's really early in there. But he showed how the market for tulips ended up getting prospected on. People didn't want to buy tulips, but they saw there was a market for it. People start investing money in it, looking to make that quick buck. It's kind of like the uh, Wall Street kind of deal. Start to manufacture their own bubble, right, of inflated tulip prices because they want to be the next guy to take money home. Well, guess what? There is a pin that always comes and pops that bubble, and the, the tulip bubble popped. And there were some people that bought, tulip, bought in a tulips at uh, quite a bit too much money, and they never got it back out. Guess what? I hope these guys are the ones with money in their pockets invested wise that lose all the money on these games, because this bubble is going to pop because the people like Carl Jobs that's come out and said, and kind of uncovered this whole thing. Right. Yeah. So you can be part of that. Don't go buy games at inflated prices. Don't buy into this, this freaking Yahooism, this whatever's going on here. Everybody's hiking up prices of games. I've been betting on Macari. And I've been bidding down to, you know, I've been making offers. I'm like, hey, that's not even a fair price, right? Yeah. Get pricecharting.com out like, like Tony's taught me to do. I'm like, that's that's not even close. I'll give you this, right? Some people take it, right? And some people are just proud. Don't don't feed the monster because the more you spend on these games and whatnot, you're just you're just creating it happening even more. So um, yeah. that's how you can do your part. And and uh, and just there's YouTubers out there that I felt that were involved in kind of this thing too as well because they have a higher platform. They have a lot of subscriber base and they they uh, talk about sending their games to WADA. There's a lot of them. There was a couple of them this week that came out and made statements about this. One of them struck me though. <clears throat> Not going to name who he is because I don't want to put people on blast on this show. Right. But one of them struck me because he's been sending tons and tons and tons of games lately to WADA. And he said that he was still going to continue to do so because the other grading company sucks basically. And their way of getting games graded takes too long. And there's all this paperwork to fill out. They basically do it old boomers, boomer style. And they, he doesn't like it because it's just not very convenient for him. But he mentioned one thing that really caught my attention. And he said that he wanted to be a partner with WADA, that he eventually wanted mm. to be a partner with them. And that he said he wasn't probably going to pursue that now, but given the given the given what's happened, but he said he wanted to be a partner, and that made me think: isn't that a conflict conflict of interest when you're a partner with somebody that grades games? So now you're getting games graded at a discount rate, probably high scores, favorable ratings, or giving them free more free advertisement mm -hmm. and more free, 
so they're basically like that goes to show like who else is partnered with them is anybody else partnered with them is there any other youtuber because i've seen other youtubers promoting water and promoting heritage auctions recently before all this this documentary came out and i was that's when i that's when i was starting to get my you know thinking going like what's going on and um it made me think you know there's a lot of conflict of interest with this group it just seems like there's too much coincidence too much conflicts of interest and just too much deception and just <clears throat> excuse me fraud happening and i don't i don't like where this is going in one I word games are going to go down again in one word Tony, you just said it it's fraud this is yeah fraud. it's literally fraud it is absolute fraud a gaming uh, uh, the auction place in the grading house shouldn't be in cahoots they shouldn't even know who each other are except for transactions they make maybe uh maybe they ship the, the grader ships it to the auction directly to be sold because that's the what the original person wants or something. These guys should not be connected like they are. YouTubers, if you're a big YouTuber out there and you're and you're participating in this crap, stop it. You're just making the bubble bigger. You're just making the story. You're making this thing successful, right? Like I mentioned a couple of weeks ago, um, Rally or whoever you know bought uh, a group, a group that formed together, bought that game for two million bucks, spread it around, right? They're never going to make more than $2 million on that game. The bubble's already burst. You're not going to sell that for more than $2 million bucks, if it even happened, right? So this guy in this video also breaks down. I don't know how you guys are. Um, the Securities and Exchange Commission, right, the SEC, you know, when you're, a, when you're a publicly traded company like that and you're moving around stock or whatnot, there's, there's people that are listed in there. Um, if you're a publicly traded company like mine that I work for, I can go in there and look at that stuff. You bust it out right there on the screen. Right. We see a lot of conflicting information uh, amongst people that shouldn't be together or know who each other are yep. or in cahoots with each other. And this is this really just it, it angered me watching this video. I was pleased to know what Carl Jobs did and breaking this down. Right. This is very informative. But I was just livid. I was ready to punch a hole in my drywall down here watching it because <laughs> yeah, I, I just can't believe I, I do believe because this world is what it is. But. I can't believe these guys have gotten this far. Yeah. And I got, I have nothing against game grading. Like personally, um, I, I don't think it's a bad thing. I just no. think it should be done the right way. And there was a YouTuber that I watched. It's called Mr. Right way. And I will mention his name because he talks about in his video that he's not against game grading. Game grading is fine. If you want to like, yeah. you know, memorialize something and keep it there, just digital games to play. You can still play it and stuff like that, but, but do it the right way. Do it, mm -hmm. do it. The, uh, the way that's legal, the way that's correct, not in a way that that is corrupt like this and, and creating a market that should not exist and making games, you know, making people go, you know, crazy looking for these things, trying to kill each other over a piece of plastic, um, you know, because there's people that, you know, when you see games that high, you see a sealed game at a garage sale, you best believe if there's another person trying to get that game, they're going to try to get it from you and they're going to, who knows what they're going to do with you. They're going to fight you or something like that at a garage. I hate sure. to say things like that, but stuff like that can happen over money because of money over a piece of plastic. And that's what he said. It's a piece of plastic people. It's not, you know, it's, you don't take it when you die, you don't take it with you. So no. just, just, I, I'm all for grading. I'm all for, you know, having, you know, making your money or making some money on some, on some stuff, but do it the right way. Couldn't agree more. Let's get off the subject because it gets us both hot under the collar. It just yes, makes it us so irritated. So 
Um, <laughs> maybe some more lighthearted news. I don't know. We're going still in the legal community here with this, but I don't know if you guys heard Dr. Disrespect. He's apparently suing Twitch over his ban. Um, in his most recent YouTube live stream, um, spotted by Dot Esports, Dr. Disrespect said he's known for months the reason he's been banned from Twitch. He's known for months. Um, and it's the reason why he's going ahead and suing Twitch. Uh, he didn't talk about the actual reason. And I get that. You know, if you're suing somebody, you're not going to put that information out there. It and just allows the defense to be a little more prepared for where you're coming. Right. But they know. Uh, he's some very choice words on stream, as you, as you know, he, he can from time to time. There's a reason why we're suing the F out of them. I'll just leave it at that. You fill in the blank. You know what the rest of it is. Uh, don't know how else to put it. The amount of damages, and no, you just don't. Nah, nah. So, you know, Herschel Guy Beam, the fourth, which we've talked about, you know, opening up his gaming studio recently um, and wanting to pursue that. Suing Twitch, going to try to get some big money out of him. I mean, when they banned him, what what do we know? We don't know why he got banned. We can speculate, but we don't really know at the end of the day. Maybe it was, maybe it was on point. Maybe Twitch did the right thing. Maybe they didn't. Maybe they screwed this guy as well. I don't know why they do that because they're taking money away from themselves, but the things YouTube and Twitch do lately, they don't make any sense to me anyway. Oh, we're going to come out and we're going to tell you, remember we told you in episode 11, we're going to give the reasons for bans going forward. We're going to we're going to tell you why why it's going on. If we ban you, it's not just going to be, hey, you violated the, the policy. What, what policy? What would I do specifically? When? On what date? You know, uh, we talked about that last week. They're going to come out and do this. Um, but this this could change some things maybe for Twitch. Twitch gets sued big time. I, unfortunately, I think there's a lot of different ways we can spend this, Tony. I mean, if he wins, it gets a lot of money from Twitch. You know, what does the bigger company look at at Twitch if they can get sued for something like this? Is yeah. this put my, my guess Twitch is they're going to settle. They'll probably settle outside of court, right? But yeah. if something like this went through, does it endanger us as streamers maybe on the platform going forward? Does it change what they do with it? I mean, there's a there's a lot of different ways the the, the cookie could crumble after something like this. Uh, I, I heard you say you, you probably think it'll settle out, out of court. But what, what else do you think about this? We kind of talked about this uh, last time when we talked about Twitch finally saying that they're going to tell the reason why they're, you know, they, they've banned people or they ban people. And we were talking about how they got their, they're trying to get their legal stuff in order. Mm -hmm. And that's what my guess was, was they're trying to get their legal stuff in order. That's why they announced it now, finally. But I think this probably goes inside, coincides with this. So they probably didn't mention anything. And they probably have to now say why they're banning people because he's suing them. They're not giving them him a reason why they banned him until mm -hmm. later on. And and I guess you know for whatever reason that that was going on. So now they probably that coincides with now they're telling people why they banned them. Yep. So that's part of the reason why. And my guess is he's got something really good on them for banning them for banning him. And he's probably going to take them to the he's going to take them to the cleaners. Yeah. I'm worried about this that guy's no joke. Doctor disrespect. He's been in the game for a long time, and he's not stupid, and he knows things about the gaming business and industry and and he's not he's not a fool he's not just he's not his character i know i know a lot of people like to look at him and they see that character and they and they think you know you know he's that guy but he's who not he is that on guy. live stream that's not him yeah, in real life that's a character he is a smart intelligent person and 
he's pissed. He co- they costed him a lot of money. Mm-hmm. They cost him a lot of money, and he's going to get that money back. You name it. Yeah, he lost a lot of stuff because of that. And I know he's fine. He's doing well on YouTube. He's he's Doctor Disrespect. Right. He's fine, but he's going to make them pay for what they did to him. I just hope we don't pay for it too. Hopefully, hopefully not. All right, but uh, moving on, Twitch streamers are boycotting Twitch for a day to uh, protest hate raids. Uh, it's supposed to happen September 1st, and uh, streamers plan to, set, to step away from Twitch for a day in an effort to combat how the platform continually lets its marginalized creators down. Earlier this month, streamers rallied around the Twitch Do Better hashtag on social media where reports of awful user experiences on the platform proliferated many of the posts resolved around how revolved around how twitch has offered tepid protections against sustained harassment in particular hate raids in which bad faith viewers use the platform raid feature to flood a channel and mass with slurs and vile language and just basically trolling but in the, the most harshest way you can you can do it and a lot of them were tar- targeting African-American streamers and things like that. And it was just really bad. So following the Twitch Do Better Do Better campaign, Twitch quickly rolled out improved chat filters per The Verge. And last week, the company announced it would implement detection for channel-level le- channel ban evasion. But did not offer a timeline for that feature's rollout. The hope is that a day with reduced engagement on a video scale will force the company to take note and ideally to take further action. Now. These are what you have to know about this. This is smaller streamers. These are all small streamers that are boycotting Twitch. Um, None of the big streamers that I know of to this date have said they're going to boycott Twitch on this day, September 1st. It's all small streamers. So it's really, to me, honestly, it's not going to really hit Twitch unless a small stream or unless a big streamer or two or three come aboard with this thing. And it's not going to affect Twitch at all. So they're probably not going to care. And and that sucks because, you know, you're a small streamer. You're trying to do your thing, and these big streamers don't have to worry about that because a lot of them have stream with VPNs. They have different things. They're protected, and they have they have their own streaming produce production team. Like we have, you know, we have a pro- producer. That's how you know we're able to do that. But it it just sucks because um, they can't get they can't be heard. They can't be really, they're not going to really affect Twitch in any way unless a big streamer takes it. And a big streamer, to me, is not going to do it because they have sponsorships. They have stuff that they have to fulfill. And they're not going to risk uh, giving up any money or losing a sponsorship over over something like this that maybe their sponsor will not support or be are back against. So it's just a sad thing. And I, I don't think this is really going to do anything to, to hurt Twitch. I won't. Um... It's a sensitive subject, so I'm all for what's going on here and then recognizing, because this has been kind of a thing that's come up here in the last couple of weeks. It's nasty behavior by humans, period. Yes, yes. Nasty behavior. Um, but I would, what I'd like to take the other side of the coin here is Twitch does provide filters that you can provide in there. You can pop whatever kind of words in there you want to filter out. There's a lot of different options that streamers do have. So what I'd like to see is I'd like to see people actually look into their Twitch account and realize that, hey, you've got options, right? Yeah. Now, we're, we're not all protected by VPN and whatnot, like Tony said earlier, right? I don't be streaming on Wednesday morning just like normal. I do have some things set up in my um, customized 
chat filter options and whatnot to keep some of this crap from happening. Um, it's not an end-all, be-all. Um, I, I did read this article a little bit, too, and they got into Twitch payouts for for, uh, for affiliates and stuff and wanting more of like a 70-30 mix where the, the user gets 70 and Twitch gets 30. I'm all for that. But let's... It was the platform on, on this article kind of talked about multiple things and not just the hate speech and whatnot and the, the rating with the, with the, the crappy human behavior in it. Um, so I think, you know, as far as a protest goes, I'll be streaming on Wednesday. Um, I'll, I'll do the, I, I think Twitch always has room for improvement. We, we lambaste them like nonstop on the show. It seems like um, <laughs> week after week, but uh, you know, I think, there's definitely some accountability on an individual standpoint as well, because you do have some tools out there. It's just the one time I'm actually going to stick up for Twitch just a little bit like this much, not this much, this much. And so you do have some tools out there to filter some of this crap out of your channel um, and keep it sideways. So um, whether that's a, you know, popular stance or not, it's my stance. And actually you can also choose to choose an option to not get rated. Mm-hmm. There is that option, like you. There's a little option in uh, in the in the settings that that you don't want to be rated. You can click that off, and 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 people can raid you. Now, they can still go to your chat, and they can still you know say what you want, but that's what you have the filters for. Yeah, I personally have tons of filters in mind for bad language. I don't like swearing in my chat. I don't. Right. That's me. I don't really like swearing in general. I try not to swear in my streams. Um, not that I don't do it. I'm just saying I don't. I just try to keep my my chat and my streams very clean. PG so 13, if, I see, baby. if I see stuff like that, I'll just ban people or to kick them out or tell them, you know, warn them. Hey, keep the language down. This is a clean stream. There's kids watching me or there's, you know, there could be kids watching me. There could be family or somebody, you know, watching me stream a game or something. You know, let's, let's keep that chat out of this. And if they don't, I just ban them. Uh, the producer earlier this week in response to kind of some of this stuff, he was watching uh, TikTok. As Kat mentioned earlier, TikTok's more than just gaming or funny videos and that kind of stuff. There was an informative video on how you can use your Stream Deck and the multi-action piece. I'm going to have to go back and look at this because I actually want to do this for my stream. Um, where it'll do certain things to your chat in succession. It will take a live clip so you can catch who actually did it. And you just push one button and all these multi-actions happen. And it was a very well-thought-out, resourceful thing. So maybe if you got surprised by this and it's he, he puts it up and it's, I'm looking down on my stream deck right now. It's a big red button that says stop or panic, the panic button. Right. So if you got rated by this and you got a stream deck, you simply push this button in the multi actions that you could set up. Um, and he had all the steps right there. What you what you want to set up and you could basically nullify what's going on. Right. And then take it, you know, and then clip it. So you can see who did it. So you could actually, if you wanted to turn this person in or this account in, you could. So I thought it was pretty cool. Um, Interesting. Definitely want to check that out. Uh, I don't have the link for it right here. Uh, the producer did mention it earlier in one of the many chats that we have out there. Uh, so I'll go try to find it. But uh, just another way, you know, there, there's ways around this, right? It's yeah. not all on Twitch. We have to take some accountability as users uh, or streamers on a platform because, they, they can't be the world's policemen, you know? Like, they can't do that. Like, they got a lot of stuff going on. They're getting sued by Dr. Disrespect. <laughs> I, I mean, to be, I don't mean to be comical about that, but... Yeah, there's a lot on their sure. plate right now. 
<laughs> we have some onus on this too. We have things, we have tools ourselves that can put this into play for ourselves and protect ourselves. We don't have to just blame Twitch and say, hey, what was me? You fix it for me. Great if they do extra stuff. Anything extra Twitch can do to help us out is great. But 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 don't look through rose-colored glasses and not do anything for yourself. That's that's a recipe for disaster. Any other thoughts on that, Tom? No, I'm good. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to esports then. Let's let's uh this is kind of a bittersweet favorite. time. Tony's favorite, favorite part of the show every week is the esports update. Yes. Last week, uh Tony and I end up both being sad because both of our teams didn't win champs in the Call of Duty League. Call of Duty League has come to a close. Uh we'll be showing you there. Uh should have a picture popping up on the screen here in just a moment, showing the final bracket. And the how how champs ended up being there. Eight teams earned the right to compete. Four went home. Right? We started with 12 teams to start the season. Four didn't make it here. Eight earned the right of playing through a whole regular season and majors to make it here. This is the playoffs and the Super Bowl of the COD League. Champs is what it's called. There's only one winner. Only one team can call themselves champs at the end of this thing. So had a little few different things going on this year, right? COVID swirled and swarmed the idea of champs this year. Um, at the end of the day, and after all those COVID concerns and some players getting in after Major 5, thankfully, the show went on with masks and fans on land in California at the Galen Center in USC. It still went down. It was electric. I know DJ Barbar and I were, were live messaging in uh, – the esports chat and the good game report discord as it went on just some themes kind of stayed the same right so champs was a story about the season a lot of things that happened in champs happened through the entire season i took some middle notes of those and kind of put those down to share with you guys today so once again optic underplayed and got beat while they made simple mistakes right just simple like basic stuff it's like they forget they're looking to make the big plays and they make the simple ones Dallas stayed competitive when it mattered the most, but couldn't pull it through at the end of the day. When it when it came, you know, time for the Dallas Empire to shine. Yeah. Really competitive team all season. But when it came time to it and the lights were on them, nah, it didn't didn't matter. Tony's New York sub subliners. Go ahead, Sarah. New York stand up. Yeah. They showed they brilliance didn't. at times, right? They just like, oh my goodness, what's gonna happen? Uh, and then sometimes it looked like a dim bulb. It looked like, you know, the it's an older bulb, you know, and it starts getting ready to go out. And then one of the pieces like frays from the end. Um, some days they look like a hundred LED halogen freaking beam of light, right? And you're like, oh my goodness, what's going on? And then the and the a breath later, they look, you know, like the the worst light bulb you ever bought. LA Thieves and the Florida Mutineers could never seem to get anything together. That's that's the whole season right there. The rocker looked like the first four or five, you know, ma uh, majors of the season, right? Major five-ish, and then back to the start again. You know, the Rocker had that that really epic run in major five. But at the end of the day, they pooped out just like they did the first four majors of the season um, and looked just like themselves. The Toronto Ultra, they showed a lot of grit this year. Tact, the will to win. End of the day, they didn't have enough. They didn't have enough, even though they did get a major down this year and taking out Atlanta phase, but that's the story. The story right now, 
We're going to put a picture up on the screen there of them. Atlanta Faze showed up focused, and they carried out what we thought would likely happen. They're champs. They went 3-0, 3-0, put themselves in the final, and there was no doubt about it. Atlanta Faze was in here to win this. Of course, you know, there's three E United, old E United players there, and then our cities joins them. These guys were on point. There was no beating Atlanta Faze and champs this year. Um, Crowder had them locked in, right? They were locked in. They were ready uh, to do what needed to be done. Um, in closing thoughts, uh, you know, these teams didn't go home empty-handed, so we're going to put up some of the numbers there on the screen and how much these teams made. This is a major event, right? This is a lot of money gets shared here. It looks like Atlanta Faze as a team took home $1.2 million Ooh. as a team. It gets spread <laughs> That's out. That's a lot of you money. Got- not four players, you got an organization, you got coaches, you got other people, right? Uh, but even down to seventh and eighth place, 25,000 gets spread around. Um, even for the Florida Mutineer, Mutineers and the LA Thieves, 100 Thieves brand. You can see the numbers there on the screen. There's big money in this. They play all year to be placed in this and to do something with it. And and then, man, oodles and gobs of money. So, Champs is here, Champs is over. Um, Call of Duty League YouTube channel has been doing some different things kind of postseason type stuff. Um, it's time to move forward. November, you know, Vanguard's on the way in. A new Call of Duty game happens every year in November. Uh, I can already pre-order it out there right now. And several folks that have PlayStations haven't and been showing that beta in streams and whatnot. Looks pretty cool so far. I'll, I'll reserve my reservation for a little bit later so I've seen some more gameplay. Um, I think in another week or two, that you can actually do that with a PC or an Xbox. So I probably will pre-order because I'm a, I'm a COD player every year. So I will adjust, kind of going back to more of the World War II setup. So it should be interesting. Um, Call of Duty League-wise, this is the off-season. So what happens in the off-season in baseball, basketball, and football? Exactly. People trade people trade places, right? right? You get trades, you get free agency, you got all kinds of things there that happen. So now the off-season is here. The Seattle Surge said goodbye to every one of their players on their team. Bye. Thanks for all you've done. Put a nice little thing out in socials. They're all cut. The whole Seattle Surge team. Bye-bye. We'll see you. We'll see you around. So they're going to be filming a whole new team. Haven't seen any other big changes from other teams yet. But bet bet the people move around. COD's going to be a four, four-on-four squad again next year. Won't be any changes around that, it seems. Uh, but there'll be lots of drops. There'll be lots of trades. I, I don't know. I don't know with my team with Optic. I don't know what needs to happen. You know, I was calling Scumpy out earlier in the year. But then you see him playing champs and you realize, like, why was I such a, a dork to him earlier this season when he wasn't doing everything right? This guy was nails when it came down to it at champs. And then I'm thinking, like, okay, Envoy's young, right? Can he still build? Can he be there? Formal, do you need to stay around? Like, is it your, is it your time to go? I'm thinking after champs, like Dashy was nails down the stretch. And and every every team's thinking about those kind of things right now. They're thinking about the chemistry of their team. Are they one piece away? Or they like the Seattle Surge and they need to wipe and start over. It's gonna be a lot of movement. Um if anything big happens, we'll definitely bring that back in the esports category um before next year starts up again. But uh Look for some different esports for me to start covering in here. I know we got a lot of other things going on out there in the world. I need to expand my horizons in the world of esports as well. So look for some more of that uh, coming at you here in this segment going forward. 
anything you want to share about NYSL or any 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 feelings you have, Tom, before we go on to the retro corner? I was excited when you told me they won, and then I looked again, they lost. I was like, come on, and then they lost again later to the Rocker. Yeah, I pinged you after that first match. I was like, that that was the 100 LED brightness. Like, whoa, nice. Yeah. And then oh, by the right. time you checked, he'd already lost the next, next yeah, match. I was like, oh. <laughs> I was like, oof. Uh, oof. <laughs> yeah. But um, <clears throat> moving on to the retro side of things, my other favorite, my second favorite. There's some retro consoles out there that are being made for people, you know, to play their retro games on. And Analog is one of the companies that does a great job of it. And they uh, they re- recently re-released their Super NT, which is basically a, a 1080p Super Nintendo, and the Mega SG, which is the 1080p Sega Genesis. And I have the Mega SG here. I have my Super N- uh, NT uh, being shipped to me currently, so I don't have it yet. But these are excellent consoles for people that want a retro game and maybe you know, don't have the uh, other other uh, console, the original consoles, the original Sega Genesis or original Super Nintendo. But also, they're great consoles because they basically, you, you're able to play the game how it was kind of meant to be played in a really crisp-looking, uh, much better resolution. And also, another thing about these that are really cool is you can play them on a CRT as well. They have an HDMI out, but you can still, they have... Uh, adapters that you can play them on a crt and it looks amazing on a crt and then there's also uh, adapters you can use to play other things with and and stuff like that but they're available on analog they're 189.99 plus tax and shipping of course so if you're gonna order one or you're gonna order something like that i would if you want retro gaming done the right way i would suggest doing it, especially if you want to stream it too because it's easier with an hdmi output goes right into your capture card boom you can stream it easily so definitely something to look at definitely something to uh, worthwhile buy and for me i happen to just i love this console i play this more than i actually play my own sega genesis so you got me you got me fiending a little bit here tony you guys know i've been kind of building up my retro collection again here and i show i so want to share some of the stuff with you guys it's it's not it's not free though they're not selling this for free um 189.99 plus tax and shipping on their website I'm considering it. I'm considering it maybe getting into some retro streaming as well with some of these games that I'm amassing too. And uh, this, this, this is a very solid product. Uh, Tony wouldn't have two of them unless you knew it was. So um, there's some pictures up on the screen kind of showing you some of the form factor of those. Do you have to use their controller, Tony? No. So the cool thing about the Mega SG is I'll show you here. You can, uh, you can plug in your Sega Genesis controller or your Super Nintendo controller. It also okay. has, uh, um, you can use a Bluetooth with it. So you can use a retro USB controller and things like that, like Bluetooth controllers with it. Yeah. And you use it that way. So it's, 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 it's basically a, a, a retro console for the modern times. And it, yeah. they, do a, they do a great job. You can, you, there's so many settings involved in it too, like their actual settings within the console itself. Mm-hmm. So like they'll have settings for different resolution types, different boxes, how you want to play. Um, there's also settings for um, scan lines, how to put your scan lines in, and there's different kind of degrees of scan lines and stuff like that. So it's just a really cool console, and I really like what what Analog did with their consoles. So they had a Nintendo one, but that one was super, super, super expensive, and I actually did not want to pay. It was $500, so I was not paying that 
and I, I didn't. <laughs> I got it, I got mine from a different one for that. But these ones to me are, are at one eighty nine ninety nine price tag. I feel like it's worth it to play your Super Nintendo and your Genesis games. They have a Sega Master System on the site too. That I saw uh, when I was on there yesterday. Yeah, they have uh, they have an adapter that comes with the Mega SG to play Sega Master System cartridges too. It's off and then the they have another adapter. Console, I think something like that. No, it's uh, it's an adapter that actually plugs in right here, like right into the slot where the cartridge goes, and then the cartridge goes on top of that. All right. So you can actually play Sega Master System on there, and then there's an adapter. uh, They have adapters also to play the Sega Master System, uh, those cards. Yes. And they have an adapter to play uh, Game Gear games, so you can play Game Gear games on this as well, using your Genesis controller. So it's pretty. It's pretty. It's a pretty. It's a pretty cool system. I love it. So my Twitch money I spend next year, maybe I'll maybe I'll wait till next year, and then when when yeah. I pay the taxes on the Twitch money, maybe maybe I maybe get a couple of these one for yeah. each side. Hopefully they're available. Let's hope they're available because the this re-release was awesome because they actually limited people from buying it, so you didn't get like the scalpers buying thousand of them and then and then trying to sell them on eBay because sure. that's literally what happened last time. But this time they put an end to that. And they said two per customer, two consoles per customer per purchase so they would not they would not let you they would not let you buy thousands of them so that was pretty cool but moving on the uh there's a new console there's a new attachment if you have a turbo graphics 16 which i do not unfortunately or a pc engine which is basically the same thing it's the the uh the euro version of of the turbo graphics 16 it's a very cool Turbo Graphics 16 was a cool device. I used to have one back in the day, but I don't have one obviously anymore. But this one basically attaches to the back, and they used to have like uh, like Genesis had Sega CD. Turbo Graphics mm-hmm. also had their own CD as well, and basically it's it it mimics the Turbo Graphics CD. Goes into the back, and you put in a flat uh, your flash card or uh, SD card in the back, and you're able to play those CD games um, through that. On your Turbo Graphics or PC Engine, and it's a really cool device. It basically just attaches to the back. You put your little card in, and you you know, fire it up, and there's all these settings, just like you would have like this Mega SG or any other kind of like emulating thing, basically. And basically, it is an emulator, but it mimics your CD, so it like pretends it's basically like CD. It's telling the console that I am the CD, I am working basically it's a pretty cool thing i've seen some people playing it on some streams uh one of our um i forgot his name space robot arm he 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 uses it he was using it. that's how i first saw it actually and uh there's a, a a few videos out there mad little pixel has a video on it uh metal jesus has a video on it it's a pretty cool device but and uh it it and it and there's another thing is the resolution is high as well on this thing so now it's got an hdmi out so you're putting out another 1080p signal basically to your tv and playing these turbo graphics cd games in 1080p so it's pretty nice. cool that is cool absolutely yep and uh for tech talk forza is getting a colorful translucent controller for the <laughs> xbox series Indeed. x the thing looked really cool we're going to put it up on the screen in a minute but microsoft revealed the colorful new custom xbox series xs controller to celebrate Forza Horizon 5 during its game, Gamescom 2021 Xbox stream. Much of the controller is a translucent yellow, but it, is, but it also features blue and pink 
as accent colors with paint splotches splashed across the front, pink buttons with blue letters, and the blue and pink control sticks. The controller also has black grips that look to have a rubberized texture that will differ from the bumpier texture used on other Series X controllers. The new controller costs $74.99, which is a $15 increase from the usual uh, $60 price or $59.99 price of standard controllers. But it also comes with some exclusive Forza Horizon 5 DLC. You can pre-order it from Microsoft's online store now, and it will be available on November 9th, the same day as Forza Horizon 5. Now, it looks pretty snazzy. Yeah, you're paying for the $15 extra for it, but at least you're getting some DLC, which is pretty much what the cost of DLC would be anyways. So that's what they did. I, I kind of wish they would just leave it at the $59.99 or maybe make it 5 bucks less, like $69.99, and add that $15 DLC so you get the controller and the... You feel like you're saving some money, but it's kind of like paying for the controller and the DLC in one. You know what I mean? Doesn't Unless Microsoft the have enough money already? Yeah, unless the DLC is maybe $20 or something, so you are saving 5 bucks or something, but it just feels like you're paying for the DLC. If you're How many people you think, Tony, are actually going to go buy this controller with it, with putting the math together, simply like that? I mean, we can't be the only ones that see it that way, right? Yeah. I mean, how many are actually going to sell these without putting it at advantageous price? There'll point? be a lot of people that'll buy it because it's... it's uh, So controllers like that for the Xbox... I know for a fact sell for a lot of money. So a lot of people will hold them and never open them and resell them. Mm. Or if you're a big Forza fan, um, there's a lot of people out there that are huge Forza fans. Of course, they'll use that controller and they'll buy it. But my guess is a lot of people will buy it to hoard it and sell it later because those controllers have high resale value later because collectors want them because of the color and they're a special edition and stuff like that. Oh, the reseller market. (laughs) It's unbelievable. (laughs) But now, moving on to my absolute favorite, favorite, favorite portion, <laughs> game deals. I love game deals. Who doesn't like buying games, you know? Digitally, physically, I, I mean, I prefer physically, but digitally, you know, whatever. But right now, PlayStation Indies, so basically indie titles right. for PlayStation, they're doing an up to 75% off sale right now. So a lot of oh. great titles on there. I was looking on there. And there's a lot of great games you can play. A lot of the games like like Craigle's Broforce <laughs> or things like that. All these beautiful indie games that you can play. And indie games are really, really fun. You get a lot of platformers. You get a uh, Broforce. Yeah, look at look at the, the pumping. Broforce. <laughs> but yeah, indie games are just fun to play. And with 75% off, you can't go wrong. You can't. Bro, bro, you can't go wrong. <laughs> Which brings me to this id at xbox sale they're also 75 percent off and basically those are independent developers so mm-hmm. xbox has this thing where you can develop games on their system i don't know how it works there's like a development thing that you can do on their on their on their console and you can develop games and play them and they have bas- basically indie titles and they also have up to 75 percent off of their games as well um and really 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 cool cool titles on there and then the big one with the with the release of the new uh, Left 4 Dead game. Basically, I forgot what it's called. I already forgot what it's called. It's called something, but I uh, I always blood, forget the name of it. Blood. Uh... Because they never. They, I feel like they should call it Left 4 Dead Three, but they don't. But Is it Back for Blood or something. Yeah, something like right. that. Back yeah, for yeah. Blood. 
with that, I think this is why this is on sale. But on Steam right now, Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 are both $1.99 each. That's, I mean, that's a steal. If you want to buy that, buy that, pick it up, play the co-op with your friends. That is the most fun you can have on a game. I believe you can you can get away with buying just two Left 4 Dead 2. I think you can still play the Left 4 Dead 1 maps, but you won't get the Left 4 Dead 1 character. So I would just buy both. It's only four bucks. Four, four bucks. bucks. Why not? Four bucks and some tax. You can afford it. And then play that game with your friends, link up, and it's just, it's just that game is a blast. I don't know if the multiplayer servers are still going, like the actual like multiplayer matches on Steam. They should be because it's Steam. Steam had pretty much everything runs on Steam. From multiplayer, but but um, definitely link up with your friends and be able to play co-op. That's fun. With the PlayStation and, and uh, Xbox updates you mentioned there, talking about some indie games, it's something I don't know a lot about. We do have somebody in the Good Game Report committee that does. I don't know if you guys have seen Bordeaux. Um, pass, um, posts a lot in the... Uh, uh, he, he writes a lot in that section and whatnot. Um, and so, and does a lot of writing around indie games is very involved. Maybe we ought to have him on the show sometime and have him school us up on indie games and just make is it that the game more. deal section. Yeah. He, yeah. He posts down there. Um, and he writes articles, right? Um, he's, he's more of a, I think he's more of a journalist and he follows a lot of these indie games and, and helps people put them together and whatnot and create some, some ties between people. So maybe that, maybe that's somebody we, we have on the show sometime, even if it is just for an indie game segment once, and uh and have him drop some knowledge on us because i feel like i'm an idiot when it comes to indie games and knowing concept what they are but i mean we got to crack that open sorry i just i thought out loud in the show there i wanted to share that with everybody and maybe bordeaux <laughs> listens to this and maybe that drops a hint to him but uh maybe that's something we do so cool. tell him what's going on this week for you man what what's what are you lasering in on this week what can we see from you this week um well uh, first of all tomorrow geek corner so I'm going to be razor focused on playing with Peter and, and beating. Hopefully him and I can beat a game on stream. That'd be really cool. I love, I love last time I was on there, we were able, I was able to beat commando on the stream. So I want to be able to do that and have some fun with Peter. That would be really cool. And, um, anything else for me, I'm just doing my usual thing. I'll be posting on Instagram as usual. Um, hopefully soon with me. Um, hopefully I'm trying to get a job because <laughs> I still am yeah. unemployed technically. Once I get a job, I'll be able to get my stream schedule rolling again and everything nor back to normal where I can, uh, right now I'm focusing more on career and this show and, you know, little side things I do, but I want to make sure I get, you know, first and foremost, a job so I can get my streams rolling again and everything, you know, back to normal. Absolutely. And for yeah. those of you that may have been, you know, Tony's pretty excited about Geek Corner if you didn't figure that out yet. It's actually Monday, not tomorrow. Tomorrow's Sunday. Oh, Tony's, Tony either skips yeah, Saturday I'm, I'm or pumped. Sunday. But but rest assured, it's still Monday night. Peter Byte and Optimus Magnum um, on, uh, <laughs> on Monday. Uh, I love it. And you're so excited about it. I, I got I so excited, that. I forgot what day it was. You're genuinely <laughs> excited about doing the show and getting to play the yeah. games. Uh, so uh, that's you know he's... He's honest at heart. That's what he likes to do. Um, and we love him for it. Uh, me this week. So I played Splitgate for the first time on stream this last week. I think I played it on Thursday. I like this game. That's going to become part of the streaming rotation. And the weekly mashup is now going to have four games. Obviously, it's going to have Apex Legends, COD Multiplayer, Warzone, and now Splitgate. Because Athenoscope captures all four of those with highlights, 
So instead of the trifecta, it's going to become the fourplex or something. We're going to have to figure out some kind of name because we're going to have to update that. Um, but qualified for this week's showcase. Going to definitely play some more split gate in the stream. I'm, I'm happy, to, happy to do that. They just had a big update. Um, I was actually going to stream it on Wednesday. And then mostly Oliver being the, the stand-up guy he is, he's like, Gotti, I heard you're going to stream it on Wednesday. Don't do it because they're going to do like a 12-hour shutdown session where they're doing this huge update and actually bring it in from beta, make it a formal season zero. And they've done that with the battle pass and whatnot. You know, normal skins for guns, the player, that kind of stuff. And made some other improvements, which I couldn't tell because I never got into beta. Because when I tried to play it in beta, it's before they upgraded their servers and you queued for like 90 minutes to get into games. So I was like, eh, I'll wait till they figure it out. But uh, if you haven't checked out Splitgate, do it. And, and always, you know me, it's all about YouTube. I told you earlier. Go out there and support my shorts if you can. Uh, above all else, at least do it for the Good Game Report. We put a lot of shorts out every week, whether it be the weekly top 10, five videos or another two or three from uh, the part of the Noob Show here. Uh, we had five of them out this week, so if you haven't checked them out yet, go back and just watch them. Put the like button. Hit that little thumbs up. Put some comments in there. It's not too late to get a, a YouTube video going and on its tracks. So, um, Any closing orders from the producer today? I guess that's what I want. I wonder next. Producer, are you going to show yourself today? Uh, or are you selling? Yeah. Yep, I will show myself as soon as my webcam works. Apparently it's a... Weird day. <laughs> Hold on we're one second. Having a weird, we're having a weird day for part of the news. It's a weird technical day. I know. It's like super bad. Like I can't even get my webcam on right now. Hold on. We there talked we about uh, we talked about so much being, you know, how, how well this show is produced, everything with Cat before the show. And then we have, it's almost like we spoke the opposite we, into existence. We jinxed ourselves. You know, we That's jinxed what it was. Ourselves. <laughs> I, I, there I, he I, is. Yeah. I don't got it. Um. I do want to say, Optimus, as much as you're excited to play, I can't do it tomorrow. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> Not a boomer. I had, a, I had my boomer moment, I know. I was sitting here. As soon as you said it, I started laughing. I was like, uh, Optimus, it's uh, Monday. <laughs> yeah, and you know what's weird is that I really thought it was tomorrow, right? It's fine. So when Gotti literally just said that it's tomorrow Sunday, I'm like, Oh no! Like I, I don't know. You can see the like the like my face just went from excitement to just like I gotta wait sad. another day. <laughs> he was sad. It, it, it's fine. I was excited for it too. Don't worry. I'm excited. I can't wait for it. Oh, man. Um, don't. yeah. Other than that, guys, you can follow me on. Oh, I'm sorry. You gonna say something, Gotti? Go ahead. Yeah. I, I, isn't there gonna be a Twitch takeover tonight by someone? I was gonna announce it. Yep. Oh. <laughs> oh. So. Uh, We'll get on that first. Um, so tonight I will be doing a Twitch takeover. Um, they talked briefly about it earlier. Pretty much yes. we take over and we just do a stream, but on the Good Gaming Report channel. Uh, it's a good way to kind of see new content in one place. Um, and then if you like the streamer, definitely check them out outside of Good Gaming Report. Because a lot of the guys on our team, especially, they do other stuff outside of Good Game Report. So definitely show that support if you can. They Everyone's great. They all help out with a lot of things around the community. Um, but tonight will be me, and, uh, not sure what I'm gonna do just yet, I'm still deciding, but we'll, uh, we'll see when it comes. Um, outside of that, follow me at PeterHoodBite underscore underscore, otherwise, come in the Good Game Report Discord. You can catch me on there all the time. I'm, uh... Two underscores, two. Not two one. Two underscores, not one. <laughs> two underscores. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, always active on Discord, too. I'm actually, I think I almost passed, I'm, I'm so close to passing Craig with the level ranks on uh, Discord. And I keep telling him, I was like, if I pass you, I, I take over a good game report. So keep that in mind. 
Boomer, you better watch out. He's on your heels, and he's coming in hot. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, Outside of Geek Corner. That's it for me. Right on. Thanks, producer. Pete, for, for all that you do, um, keeping us straight on the, on, the, on the broadcast here. I don't know if we got anybody set up to raid yet, do we? I, I mentioned someone earlier, so... Um... I was looking at a member of ours, uh, Drunken Penguin. Oh, is he still, is he still on? He is, is he still on? currently on. I'm watching him right now. Yep. yep. This fellow, what's he playing right now, Pete? He is playing a game I put a lot of hours in in the past, and it's uh, Seven Days to Die. It's a real okay. good survival game, uh, zombie survival. That's right perfect. On. That's the game that that's the game that Cat plays. Oh, there even better. Cat, yeah, Cat plays that a lot. The That's theme awesome. continues. I did not know that. I'm just putting that out there. I did not know that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Drunken Penguin, I, I got to talk about him a little bit too before we go over there and and uh, and show some GGR love. He also plays the simulators. Oh, he yeah. plays this really chill one. The lawn mowing simulator is like the mm. most chill thing ever. And I'm just, I'm holding back. I'm holding back because I know, I know that if I get into simulator games, I may stop all the rest of my gaming and I may just be a simulator guy. And I don't want to do that because it's it looks so chill and fun. It's like fun playing Minecraft, you know? Why well, did I tell you about the... I, did you see the uh, simulator I mentioned the other day? And I was like, oh, it looks so satisfying. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was a power wash simulator. It was hilarious. Oh, my goodness. There's too many <laughs> simulators. <laughs> it's too many. Lots of simulation games out there, not just flying, driving semis, you name it. There's something for everything. Apparently, even power washing. Yep. <laughs> well, uh, should have the queue, the uh, raid queued up. Thanks again for another great episode. It's it's number 12's in the books. Whether you watch live today or you're going to watch us later in the week, please uh, hit that thumbs up button. Right, leave a comment on what you think about the show. Leave us feedback. Please do. We, we, we want your feedback on how we can continue to improve the show for you guys. Um, thanks to everybody involved. Pete, Optimus, hope you have a great Saturday. Don't forget, Good Game Report Twitch tonight. Let's show some support for Peter by. Let's see what he's got for us tonight. Have a great week, everybody. See you. See you.